everybody, welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up. I'm here with Will Snape Rogers and Taku Nguyen. Uh, oh, he, uh, he flapped it. He flapped it. I, 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 I'm it. sorry. That's a Freudian. Good to it, Nguyen. Sorry, do you want me to do... Oh, sorry. Let, let's <laughs> cut. Start it again. It's not the guy that ran around him. It's the guy, you know, anyway, cut. Please come. All right, we're ready Talking to go. Yeah, there you go. Coming up next on Rugby Wrap Up, Brian Habana and Will Snape Rogers. Rugby Wrap Up brought to you in part by the Balanced Palette, Nutrition for Peak Performance, and the Pig and Whistle on West 36th Street, the world's best rugby pub. Hey everybody, welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up. Matt McCarthy at the Fantasy Sports Network Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan talking rugby. And we have the pleasure of being here with Mr. Will Snape Rogers and Mr. Brian Gary. Very well done, Matt. I am Matthew Paul McCarthy, and we're doing the, the extra name here to make Will more comfortable. Yeah. Because no, it was it's, it's necessary. It's necessary. I didn't about. get my middle name. I know, but your double barrel so name. Go with three. Name. You, all you yeah. get is three syllables. Right. Okay, so but to your three syllables. Yeah. If, if I'm not mistaken, you're named after two Manchester United soccer stars. I am Manchester United soccer legends. Firstly, great to be in the Big Apple, and um, my second time in this amazing, energetic city. Um, this one's a little bit quicker. The first one was a baby moon, um, before our first was born. So, um, really great to be here. Brian Gary Bannon, named after the legends Brian. Robson and Gary Bailey, two Manchester United footballing legends, to be honest. So, um, probably bestowed with some would say fortunate, some would say unfortunate um, role of automatically being a Manchester United supporter. So, um, soccer was um, the biggest thing growing up. I thought I was going to be the next South African export into the English Premiership. Mm. Didn't, didn't turn out that way. Really? Oh, all right. Well, that's, just, that's for another show. That's for. Uh, soccer wrap-up, which we'll be uh, launching next week yep. with co-stars Brian and Will. But Will, you've got your hands full here in New York. You're the head of Late Rugby USA. And rather than ask him what he's doing here in New York in terms of accepting an award, what award did he accept and what was it all about? Yeah, so we gave Brian the Athlete Giving Back Award, which is an award that we give to um, to sports people that continue to use the values of their game um, to promote social change. Um, Brian has done a fantastic job since finishing rugby to in starting the Brian Habana Foundation and also Team Habana, um, which teaches kids from underserved communities uh, leadership skills through the values of rugby. Um, and so Brian was a, an obvious choice for us. And the, the Laureus Foundation? Yes, yeah, so I've been a Laureus ambassador, well, um, well, sorry, Matt, for the last, um, geez, we're in our nine years. Um, and that opportunity to use, you know, sport as a driving force for social change has been absolutely brilliant. You know, as professional athletes, you're sort of looking for ways to give back. And, you know, Laureus give you that opportunity. They, they're a fund of, of Play Rugby USA. Myself, Sean Fitzpatrick and Nolly Waterman were brought in. Up Sean, you brought up Sean Fitzpatrick. Well, he's he, one of our favorites. He's yeah, been on the show. He is, he's the president of the academy, so I might as well and let's just give, give him a punt. Um, we were in Los Angeles last year where, as part of the Laureus Summit, we did a, a, a Play Rugby USA project visit where Sean um, and his New Zealand influence sort of handed like a little six-year-old boy straight down onto the ground, which didn't really go down well. Um, <laughs> Sean then carried on to go in a game of flag rugby, score a try while everyone was trying to console, uh, console this little six-year-old boy. But I think the values of sport and, and the power that sport has to change uh, you know, people, communities, nations is, is really fantastic. 
as a South African, I've been literally first-hand privy to that. Um, I was a 12-year-old boy sitting in Ellis Park Stadium when South Africa won the World Cup in 1995. The late Nelson De walked out there in that number six Springbok jersey, handed France that cup called Bill, and, and France was famous words of, it wasn't for the 63,000 people in the stadium, it was for the 48 million people in South Africa. You know, sort of uh, laid, a burn- yeah, laid a burning fire within a, within a 12-year-old boy who never really understood the game of rugby before that specific point. To one day do the same. Um, you know, fast forward 12 years, you know, I was a part of a pretty decent South African side that won the World Cup in France, and then got back to South Africa and saw the impact. You know, going to the rural townships in South Africa and seeing you know little black kids running two, three kilometers barefoot behind the bus just to get a glimpse of their heroes that had now done something special. So and finally but, having a shot, perhaps. Yeah, and just giving them that hope and inspiration. And again, you know, CSI programs like Play Rugby USA, like Loris, that give athletes that opportunity to you know, use what we've been given, the platform we've been bestowed with and responsibility to inspire and give back. And then you come to New York where, you know, over in the Bronx, the project visit we did when I, when I got you on, on, on Monday, where they potentially had no idea about who I was. Thank, thankfully for Google, that showed my man versus cheetah race. They, they were able to get some sort of homework done. Um, but just to see those kids' energy, see their discipline, their respect that they're now you know, in an environment where if they didn't have this sporting tool that gave them that opportunity, that gave them that not only reality of that they can make something out of their lives, um, it was absolutely brilliant. I think for us to be able to give back because sport gives us so much and to be able to in a small way use that tool to hopefully make a, a positive impact in the world is absolutely brilliant. Well, you know what, before we continue... I think it's important to let people know exactly what this guy has done on the pitch. An amazing amount of, <laughs> of appearances. This is rugby. This isn't touch. It's not tennis. It's not soccer even. You know, you, you know for your heroes with Manchester, yeah. you know, no, no slight of them. But with just the Springboks and professional rugby, you have played about 8 million rugby <laughs> matches. Right? <laughs> no, but seriously, it's, it's a lot of rugby. And you're playing at the top level. You mentioned Sean Fitzpatrick. It's an all-black that would have loved to have taken your head off during a match as a Springbok, right? Yeah. But talk to that. What, the longevity. What are the secrets to that? Yeah, I was, I was pretty fortunate, Matt. To be brutally honest, um, I, I told about the age of 20, I didn't really fully understand that I could make rugby a, a long-term thing. There was always a dream and goal of you know, one day getting there. But um, until I was like sort of 20, 21, didn't really fully understand what it would have entailed to take that professional you know, step up. Um, and I was lucky enough to have a couple of mentors as a youngster, but you know, one guy in particular, and Jake White, uh, at that pivotal moment in my career where I was 20, 21 years old, you know, looking to potentially make rugby a thing, he said to me, listen, if you want to make it in this game, you know, you got to get bigger, stronger, quicker, faster. Uh, you got to lay a platform that's going to sustain you for a very long time. Um, you know, I was fortunate you know, to be surrounded by people that supported me in that specific role and ability and sort of picked up. 8 kgs, which is, I don't know how many stone or what are this? That's at least um, one stone, two stone. stone. I don't know what. That's at least stone. We'll add that in the edit later. Yes. Whatever it is. And, um, you know, I then managed to maintain that and, you know, that constant drive. I was fortunate that for a bigger part of my career, I didn't have any serious injuries. And that came down to making sure I not only warmed up, but cooled down and recovered properly. Um, I think I was genetically, you know, fortunate in my makeup where. 
I've still got an incredibly sweet tooth, and I didn't show that for most of my career. So, um, like yeah, Foden was on this show. He talked about his sweet tooth. Yeah, longevity. Again, I'm, I'm I'm fairly lucky. You know, I had some great coaches supporting me at times when I could have potentially been dropped. So some of those numbers could have been, you know, 20, 30 percent less. 124 I, caps. 124 test caps for my country. Um, you know, over a 12 year period. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty fortunate. And like I said, you know, you try especially with the fortunes of modern science, you know, try, try use everything at your disposal um, to the best of your ability. Are you, to make are you here to say that you were using performance-enhancing drugs? And oh, all no, that I am. Um, Matt Giddow and Drew Mitchell <laughs> will definitely say I did. Um, I, it was a constant battle um, denying the fact yeah. or trying to... People want to, uh, or, people want to be as fast as you. Right? Yeah, yeah, well, and I think if I was American, I would want to be as fast as uh, Takuto Nguenya um, post that 2007 World Cup. So, um, no, it's, it's all relative if, if one talks about it. But... Again, I was pretty fortunate genetically that you know I could do things and keep my body at a space where it kept me for a very long period of time. You know, you have now an opportunity with these kids. You have pathways. You have mm -hmm. high school programs. You have the the Eagles, but program. now the Eagles. You have the Major League Rugby, and we're creating stars, right? But introducing somebody like this to these kids has to be. Phenomenal. Yeah, and, and Brian kind of underplayed his impact that he made with them because they may not immediately know who Brian Habana is, but he joined in there as if it was, you know, the most important thing for him to be doing that day and, and playing the game. And they could see that he was a really good person, a really focused person, and a fun person, a nice person. And I mean, they knew he was successful. And so those things create a lot of aspiration in, in kids. And, and they can see and they understood because of the, the program that they've been through and the great job that. Coach Rosario's done with them um, at that school that, you know, to be a good person and to focus and be disciplined and focus on your academics as well. And Brian, again, spoke to them about the importance of academics as well as sporting performance. But having someone like Brian there who epitomizes what they can be and creates that aspiration that was, is invaluable for them. Yeah, and also, you know, it, it speaks to that whole community aspect that is different than our American sports here. He's accessible. I mean, you're here on my show, which is, you know, a lot of people are going to be wondering what the hell you're doing here, right? But uh, he's on my show. He's meeting these kids. That's a great thing because literally I'm not accepting the fact that you're retired, number one. <laughs> number two, and we'll get back to that in a second. But the accessibility of rugby and the community aspect of it is something that we really need to drive home here in the United States. 100%. And there were other teachers at the school watching this going on, and I was standing at the side talking to them, and they were saying they've been visited by basketball players, they've been visited by NFL players, and they were nowhere near accessible or joined in the way with the enthusiasm that Brian did. Hey, we're going to the South Bronx. You're in town for a week, Brian. We're going to the South Bronx. <laughs> I mean, we'll right? show them the best of the city, you know? <laughs> First time subwaying as well. So, but I think, again, for me, I think there's some fantastic values in rugby, um, Matt, that I, like, I'm, I'm really appreciative of. And I think the biggest thing, you know, seeing those kids and seeing the respect on all different levels that have been instilled in them. Um, I mean, I've been, since retiring, I haven't been the most intense training regime type of guy uh, ever. So I was breathing pretty heavily. My world. I was breathing pretty heavily after the first 15 minutes of running around with these kids. Um, and just seeing the way they respected Coach Rosario's, um, you know, instructions, commands, um, and some of those kids, you know, they're 12, 13 years old, but, you know, I was sort of struggling to do some of the, the core stability workouts they were doing, but no one moaned, uh, everyone listened to the instructions, everyone was quiet, um, and there were certain key triggers that Coach Rosario had, like, you know, being able to put your hand on your, on your pulse and knowing right. that that's what's right. keeping you alive, and just to see that respect that these kids had now got, and then hearing about their stories of 
diligently you know in filling in their daily tracking sheets um something that they hadn't potentially done before and now through the play rugby usa program um they're not doing things that they're learning respect first and foremost for themselves uh first and secondly for their coaches and the people that are actually helping them for the people around them and and for the rules and regulations and i think that's something that really sets rugby apart the respect that you know this beautiful game gives us yeah. all right well listen we're going to take a quick break we'll be right back mr will snape rogers and mr brian gary habana Right after this. If you're just joining us, this is a big match and a big moment as Kleister's toes the line. You know, John, Anderson has really been struggling out there today. Huge mistake as Kleister's clinches another title. Don't let your nutrition get in the way. USANA, the official multivitamin of the WTA. I'm Sean Fitzpatrick, and you're watching Rugby Wrap-Up. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig & Whistle, on West 36th Street. All right, we are back. Matt McCarthy with Will Snape Rogers and Brian Havana. Brian, that was uh, a spot that you saw from The Pig & Whistle, which I know that you were just at. Yeah, it was. I had... I'm not going to lie, as a South African, we love our meat. And um, the barbecue baby pork ribs were pretty exceptional. Um, a good setup. Uh, Cormac McCormack. Cormac McCormack is not a made-up name. It's a real name. It is real name. And I got to meet the great yeah. man. Um, you know, he's, I think he's doing some amazing things for the game of rugby um, in, in New York. You know, just looking at his facility and you know seeing the amount of memorabilia and photos. and Upstairs is the Sinbin. We do interviews the from there. Sinbin. I... I'm up there as one of the most Sinbin players in world rugby. I think as great as my try-scoring record is, I think I'm two behind Quade Cooper in number one. So I'm potentially number three position. Another factoid for you. Um, we can Google, have we to can, come we, out of retirement. We can Google that afterwards. Mm -hmm. um, come out of retirement potentially means that I can get more. So maybe that's not a great factor to worry about. But um, yeah, those, those, beef, those ribs were pretty decent. If you're if you're working with Sean Fitzpatrick on a regular basis, you need to beef up the sin bin totals. He, <laughs> you know he'd he'd respect that. Yeah, he would. The the thing is, Sean would though argue that in his time, which was quite a bit before my time, um, he could get away with a lot more. Yeah. Um, so I've got the argument that you know the rugby became a lot less lenient when yeah. I was playing. Well, the such so. judges have power now. Touch, TMO they're, has they're, power. Yeah, um, no, I think it was so far back they didn't even have a sin bin. Yeah, no, they, did, they no. Have a, did they have black and white TV back then with Sean? I'm trying to think. They introduced or, or, or the sin bin when I was active over here. Yeah. I mean, I got sin bin and I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? You have to go <laughs> sit under the tree. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, because you're out for ten. You're out for no. And what it was an in, it was a determined time by the referee. No, okay, that's that's, that's, that's pretty strange. No, that's that's this I in the 1870s. Okay, yeah, no, I wasn't right. around. I wasn't even a thought back well, then. Over here, we did a little differently too. <laughs> like Americans do. It was like hockey. It was like like, like you do, like yeah. World Series, only in American sports. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Although it's an international game now, wise ass. So anyway, uh, two segues. You brought up New York. And part of the rumor out there, the social media discussions, the arguments out there, are whether you're going to use French or English when you're calling for the ball from a, a barreling Matthew Bastard oh, uh, for Rugby United New York next season. Is, that, is it going to be French mais or English? Mais c'est pour moi c'est plus facile en français parce que j'étais en France pour cinq ans. Mais si Bastard veut pas anglais, on peut. Mais en début, on parle français avec lui. Ah, c'est va de soi. Mais it may confuse <laughs> our friend Ben Foden because he's going to be at the fullback position. Yeah. You guys, yeah, you know, I mean, he doesn't I think, speak much French. I think 
pas la petite, je parle un petit peu français. Je pense que le rugby language est très simple. In Matthew Bussero's defense, he and it's it's going to be interesting to hear how the Americans pronounce his name because actually it's Matthew 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 Bastero Bastero Bastero. So it's not not Matthew Bastero. Not Matthew Bastero. Not Matthew Bastero. So it's going to be pretty interesting. Bastard on the run. How you doing? Yeah, I think him and Ben Foden. Him and Ben Foden will get on pretty well. Um, I'm. It's going to be very difficult to be calling for the ball when I'm sitting at home watching the TV. Uh, um, so. so you and Corbacero will be in that lineup, <laughs> even even despite the fact that uh, you guys were at each other the other night. Geez, if I if I had to train as hard as Alex Corbacero trains, um, I would probably definitely contemplate coming out of retirement. Would you be throwing um, it up on Instagram and all, I would all the time? Oh, I, would, I would probably be throwing it up more on Instagram than what Corbs is at the moment. So, you know, he was brilliant value last night and I think he's, you know, he's really played a massive part in the growth of rugby in the USA, you know, on, on various different levels now from recruitment to promoting the game to, you know, getting companies and people involved and understanding the game. So, I mean, to give up his international career as, as young as he did, especially for a prop, which is... To host rugby, uh, play rugby USA. Play rugby USA, Gala Dinner. Um, you Gala. Know, he's he's um, Gala, Gala. Um, we're, we're all the same, yeah. Um, you know, I think Corpus has done a great job. So a lot of respect. And like I said, I mean, he's doing some like some weird things like wrestling and M&A, yeah. EFC. I'm like, yeah. dude, you're retired now. Like, you don't have to look better than, than when you were playing. <laughs> all right, you. Sir, that was you saw the professional bring this right back. Next up for Play Rugby USA events, and how can people help? First of all, you can go to playrugbyusa.org um, and make a donation there. Um, you can reach out to us directly um, and and contribute um, through VIK. So any any uh, like um, wearables, any jerseys that you want to share with us is, is always helpful for us. And we have lots of events coming up. The Rugby Cup. Um, we'll be coming up on June 8th, in which uh, we need volunteers for. That's New York City, right? That's New York City, beyond Randall's event. Island on June 8th. There'll yep. be over 50 high, um, middle schools there yeah. um, playing flag and tag rugby, so you can get involved that way. That's, very, that's a very cool event. Be there. Very cool event. Matt, sir, can I, I come in? I think what is brilliant, what people don't sometimes understand, especially from these CSI programs, you know, it's, it's nice to donate. It's nice to sort of, you know, from it's the per periphery. Criminals, what, you know, CSI? Community sports initiatives. Sports initiatives. Um, like, so when you have these community sports initiatives or CSI programs, you know, what you, what you do get is actually being able to experience, you know, Will said, you know, you can donate memorabilia, you know, can it on the website. But I think, you know, the best experience and the most gratifying is actually to be hands-on um, and to see the difference, you know, these programs and initiatives actually making kids' lives. And like I said, I was in the Bronx this past week and seeing these kids and seeing how they portrayed the values that have now been instilled in them, you know, you wouldn't get that by just giving a donation. You wouldn't just get that by... So I'd really encourage people to, yes, you know, support and give back, but try experience, you know, what exactly they're doing. Try experience what the organization are instilling because they're using the values of rugby, but it's more than just using the values of rugby. They're creating better people, you know, better right. communities, and they're just uplifting environments that are really great. And if you don't experience that firsthand, it's, it's sometimes difficult to really understand the concept. Great. Great. I think All right. you, you can understand it firsthand if you're a rugby person. So if you're a yeah. player, a coach, a fan... Like you understand what rugby's given you. You understand that it's given you a disciplined work ethic. It's given you long-lasting friends. It's given you a community, and that's it. A, can give you a show. It can yeah, give you a show. It can give no, you a only show. Only to the best. And yeah, yeah. um, but what that does is it. We we we're the part of that community that gives this to people that don't have that opportunity. Right. And and we provide that through going to the schools and providing our academy where we offer both uh, academic support and wraparound services for workplace readiness. 
Um, and so please give to this community and, yeah. and understand like what a wonderful community we are and, um, and how we can all help. Excellent. Excellent. And it's a great cause and it's a no brainer for, for you to come on here, but we also have a star in the room and I want to build up the star power a little bit for these kids specifically MLR. And when he comes over next year to play for <laughs> rugby United, New York, but I want to go through some superlatives for you, some questions. Yeah. Just before we go to that, we, we talked about memorabilia and you now, because of rugby, having a rugby show. I'm not seeing any South African memorabilia. Oh, that can change. Surely. like change. I put up what people give me. Oh, okay. all, everything here has a story. I, 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 I New York Rugby Club, number. that's my rugby club, the oldest club in the United States. By the way, you are okay. honored by being in that corner. Oh, perfect. Uh, thank you very much. I, I would he has not... to deal with all the clubs on a local level, so I didn't put him under that. Okay. That's thank stress. you very much. I, I appreciate the honor. Biggest win. Biggest win. Oh, wow. oh so it's the Bulls. I played for the Bulls. We had to secure a home semifinal in 2007. We beat the Reds 92-3. Okay, how about for your, your country? Oh, country. It'll be, uh, would it be the States or Samoa? 64-something against the States? No, I don't, mean, I don't mean by the largest. I mean impact. In oh, impact. Oh, wow, sorry, wow, sorry. Yeah. You said biggest win. Sorry. The most, biggest. Okay, most okay, Most satisfying, almost. Most significant. Um, oof, that's a tough one. I think, obviously, winning the World Cup in 2007 was, was great. It's pretty big. Yeah. But to be honest, beating New Zealand in 2009 in Hamilton to win the Tri-Nations uh, was probably one of the most amazing fates. Not everyone gets to go to New Zealand and win a game. Yeah. Then win that game to be crowned rugby championships or Tri-Nations back then. Winners was, was pretty amazing. Yeah. How about professionally? Professionally, I'd go back to that Bulls game. Uh, you know, 92-3, we had to literally beat the Reds. Nothing in France. En uh, France, il est quelque. I won, obviously, my first season, I won the double, um, but it was pretty disappointing. So, you know, we talk about respect and values of the game. You know, I sort of let down myself, you know, the game of rugby. I sort of dived in that uh, Heineken Cup final against Saris at, uh, yeah. at the Principality Stadium. Um, and here we have a legend of Johnny Wilkinson. You don't want to sort of mar, you know, he's, he's sending off. Um, but so, I mean, we had some pretty good wins for Fortland, but I think in that 70, that we had to win by 76 points against the Reds to get a home semi semifinal. Um, and no one believed it was possible. And to be brutally honest, we actually went down 3-0 in the first 10 minutes of the game and ended up winning 92-3, yeah. um, which was probably... One ruck changed everything. One ruck changed <laughs> absolutely everything. Uh, favorite teammate? Ooh, favorite teammate. Um, I'm going to go... Doc Free. Favorite coach? Oh, you can't do that to me. Oh, I can, uh, and I did. Favorite coach? Um, I'm going to go Heineken Meyer. Really? Because of the jacket? No, because of... Sharp jacket. Uh, yeah, Heineken. Don't wear that jacket, though. Yeah. Yeah, no, Heineken, obviously, was, he sort of pulled me over as a youngster when uh, I was 21, took me to the Bulls, actually you know, gave me an opportunity to be a part of some success, um, and then got back to him with the Springboks in, in 2012 when I potentially was at the end of my rugby career, but he sort of you know, re reinvigorated that desire to want to play at the highest level. So... I mean, it's difficult to say because each and every coach had its own, you know, has had his own speciality, you know, and I got backed by everything, you know, whether it be Jake White who plucked me out of, out of obscurity, you know, Peter de Villiers who backed me when he shoot in Heineken. So it's, it's difficult to say. Um, Lee's favorite coach, um, maybe Fabian Galtier, who never... Oh, because I didn't ask that question, who, but he volunteered who, that one. Who, who never selected me one time in my last professional season. All right. And uh, Bulls or Stormers? Oh, oh uh, partial. 
fence it up. No, this is oh. a this is my game show. Oh man. Bulls or Stormers? Stormers. Ooh, that's gonna that's gonna reverberate. That's gonna I can feel it cracking across. It's because I live in Cape Town now. Um Okay, and that leads us to our final question of life after rugby includes. Ooh. <laughs> you seem like you're adapting well. No, I'm, 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 I'm really enjoying it at the moment. I'm busy with a few different things. And I think, you know, I'm fortunate that I was able to build a brand, you know, with Rugby. But I think, you know, one of the things that's really close to my heart is, is giving back. And you know, I've got my foundation work um, you know, through the Team of Banner Initiative, which, you know, will hopefully go from strength to strength. We've been running for three years in the UK, started up in South Africa in 2018. So um, knowing the importance of being able to give back and, and that opportunity we get given to, you know, make a difference in people's lives. And, Knowing firsthand in South Africa how critically important that is, um, you know, hopefully there's a, there's a big part of giving back and hopefully I'll be able to make success of life after rugby. That's, I think that's the most important. You know, I think it's a very individual thing in terms of how you measure it, but I think for me being able to you know, make a success in my personal goals for that will be critically important. Some coaching opportunities in the Bronx that we've uh, yeah. that we're setting up <laughs> yeah, all over Manhattan. Yeah, I've got so, I've got some wood burns from the from the wooden floor um, over in the Bronx this week. This man is a genius. He, he this is why you're running an organization. <laughs> he just came up with a great idea: two birds with one stone. You the player coach with Rooney next year, Rugby United New York. There's the ball right there. You can get acclimated it right now in the studio. Throw it around a little bit. Uh, you could be a player coach. Coaching with them and, you know, and then playing with Rooney, demonstrating what the kids should do on and off the pitch. Hey Matt, this is Brilliant. your opportunity to get Brian at New York Rugby Club. And you're, what are you doing, man? This is true. This is true. You, Apparently the oldest, oldest rugby club in the United 1929, States. 1929, an oldest standing rugby club, meaning by itself. There are, there are athletic clubs that might have a team like Olympic something or other yeah. out in California. Okay. That's, a, that's got a whole thing. System behind it. This stands by itself. The one selling point you're going to need to get across to me, though, is... 35 starts old boys. Yeah, I, I'll take all that. The one, the one stat oh, you've got to give me is, to is the... <laughs> Just get them the ball. Winters in New York, rugby being a winter game, I absolutely despise cold. We can arrange. We can. So if we you, can. If you arrange something around there... We can adapt the schedule. We'll yeah. adapt the schedule to the old boys' schedule. Because when we wake up in the morning, if there's... A little bit of frost in the air. You got like five guys that show up, so we don't do that. We it's a warm okay. weather contingent okay. process. Uh, but before we go, I have that hat on the on the table there. Yep. That was from the Rugby World Cup sevens. You were working with HSBC with with Ben Ryan and Zach Test, my buddy. Um, a Perry Baker up there, and Perry Baker and Carlin Isles, and that leads me to a question. And Brett Thompson, who yep. was your opposite in the World Cup 2015, and I'm pretty sure you guys exchanged jerseys at the. I think Brett's still wearing that. Jersey, as a matter of <laughs> fact, but but. Rugby World Cup sevens and yep. all these these guys that are flying up and down the pitch. Mm. Where's Brian Habana fitting there? Um, wow, I think six year old Brian Habana. I think I'd give myself a good go. Um, I definitely believe that Colin Isles and Perry Baker would make me look silly. Um, just by their role play. So, um, uh, well, I, I, come on, we got to beg to differ on that one. I mean, fifth. 15s, you have to be a well-rounded player, number one. Number yeah. two, I've seen you chip <laughs> and catch your own kicks over all blacks <laughs> in a 15s match where they're trying to murder you, number two. And number three, your speed would not yeah, be something at, that no, they could contend prime. with well, easily. At my prime, um, again, sevens, I think the game of sevens has you know, grown exponentially, and it's really amazing to see how well the American sides are doing, both male and female. And I think you've now created global superstars and guys like um, Danny Barrett, Perry Baker, Carl and ours. And it's brilliant to see. So hopefully that growth continues. San Francisco World Cup was absolutely phenomenal. I think not knowing what to expect and getting here literally on my own accord, but being able to see 
Americans accepting this game that is really, I think, a really easy concept to understand sure. and really fun, really exciting, and creates a beautiful atmosphere within the stadium. It was fantastic, and you know the Americans might actually go on and become the series champions this year for the first time in the history. Crazy. So I'm not going to back myself against Carl Niles or Perry Baker. At my prime, I would have given them a good go. I would Who's faster? Prime, Norton, Daniel Norton, you, Perry Baker, or Matthew Drew Turner, sneaky fast. Ooh, Matthew Drew, I'm going to go Perry Baker. Really? Easily. I mean, he runs, he runs like a 10.2. Right, Carlin, th- Carlin says he's faster than Pape, and Perry acknowledges, but I think Perry might be a tad humbler. Just kidding, Carl. <laughs> uh, final thoughts, my friend. Thank you, Matt, for allowing us uh, to come on here. Um, thank you to Brian for, for coming over here and, and representing himself and Play Rugby USA um, so well. Um, I, just, as I just want to reiterate right again. Um, like Play Rugby is part of this community that we want everyone to be proud of. Um, have any way you can contribute to us, um, support our program, share what we do with other people. Um, we really do appreciate um, it. It's, it's a pleasure to come to work every day and think about how we can change the lives of kids in underserved communities. Um, and we need everyone's help to do so. So and, we appreciate it. And, and thank you to you because you are indeed changing lives. And thank you to you for coming in and helping out with that cause and continued success to you. Thank you very much, sir. Right. Much appreciated. On, on that note, we are unfortunately out of time because I could talk rugby with you fellas all day long. But on behalf of Mr. Brian Habana, Mr. Will Snape Rogers, I'm Matt McCarthy for Rugby Wrap-Up at the Fantasy Sports Network Studio 34 in New York City, signing off.